0: sisterhood of the traveling books i'm your host asia and i'm kiana and this week we are discussing part four of the shining while danny is getting strangled by the naked bathtub lady jack and wendy are fast asleep jack dreams of his father named mark and how much he loved him despite the abuse he dreams of how his father was a nurse his older brother brett never brought home a girl or a significant other And how his other siblings, Mike and Becky, didn't bring friends home. He recalls how his father beat his mother and how he said to come on and take your medicine. He then turns to beat Brett, but Brett takes the cane away and Mike calls a doctor and his mom goes to the hospital where his father works. And the father tells the doctor that his wife fell down the stairs and the kids are so shocked at his blatant lie that they don't correct him. So soon after, Brett goes off to college, Uh, no, sorry, he goes off to the army, and he dies in Vietnam while Jack is in college, and then Mark dies of a stroke four years later. So while Jack is asleep, he is sleepwalking, and he turns on the radio, and he hears Mark telling him to kill his family, and he smashes the radio, and he only comes out of his haze whenever Wendy calls his name. So Jack tells Wendy about the nightmare and she asks where Danny is because she believes he may have hurt Danny. They argue and she apologizes and then they find Danny and Wendy sees the marks on his neck and snaps at Jack and carries Danny to the room. She's certain Jack did it and wants to take Danny to the doctor but needs Jack's help to do so. So while Wendy is comforting Danny, Jack is in the dining room and... He talks to Lloyd the bartender and says how it's slow tonight and how he checks his wallet and he doesn't have any money and is his credit good and Lloyd tells him that his credit is fine. And he chews up some more Excedrin and contemplates his imaginary drinks in front of him. And so then Jack tells Lloyd about his time on the wagon and then he notices that Lloyd isn't there and he never was. So Wendy finds them and he says again he never touched Danny and Danny scrambles from Wendy's arms and runs to Jack saying it was her. Jack takes Danny to the kitchen and gives him tea. While he knows Wendy would never hurt Danny, he enjoys the reversal of their positions. Danny doesn't want to tell his parents the whole story because he knows they need the money and Wendy mentions how Jack has all of his old drinking habits except for actually drinking. So Jack and Wendy then acknowledge that Danny knows things and that he's special. Danny tells them about the lady in room 217 and, that, and about the overlook and his bad feeling about it and about his conversation with Dick. And Jack knows that the blood that Danny saw was from gangsters who were killed there because he read the scrapbook. So Jack goes to investigate, and Danny thinks Jack will be safe because he doesn't shine. But Wendy isn't too sure. So Jack doesn't see any evidence to support Danny's story about the lady strangling him. And he's annoyed that Danny even came into the room in the first place. And then he remembers the Wilson story about the uh, suicidal ex-wife and how she had a young lover And he goes into the bathroom, and everything is dry, so there was clearly nobody in the bathtub, but there's a bath mat there that shouldn't be. It should be put up. And then he starts smelling soap. So he turns around, and he's leaving, and as he's leaving, he hears the shower curtains move, because he heard the little rings moving. And then when he turns around, he sees a silhouette behind the curtain. So he thinks to himself, you know, like, should I go back in there? Should I pull back the curtain? Should I check it out? And he leaves the room. He leaves the room. So Jack then goes to the kitchen and tells Danny and Wendy that nothing was there. And we also see a little bit how he is thinking about how bad he really wants to drink right now. So Danny ends up sleeping in his parents' room. And Jack works on his play and he's frustrated and, you know, Wendy asks for help taking Danny away and he explains the dangers of trying to take Danny away now and how they just need to wait for a ranger to come and, you know, in a helicopter and rescue them, essentially. He then agrees with Wendy about figuring out the snowmobile and Jack suggests that Danny injured himself is psychosomatic and because he didn't see anything in the room. So, Jack dreams of room 217 that night, and instead of seeing that naked lady in the bathtub, he sees George Hatfield in the bathtub, stabbed in the chest. He then wakes up, and he's standing over Danny. So, then he goes, and he goes and checks the boiler room. So, then he goes and checks the snowmobile after the boiler room. And at first, he can't find the spark plugs Or a battery for the snowmobile. But then he ends up finding them, and he's disappointed he did. He wanted to go back and tell Wendy that he couldn't find them and that the snowmobile wouldn't work. And so then he starts realizing that the Overlook Hotel wants Danny. And you know what? Maybe the Overlook wants him and Wendy too, based off of all the bad things that have happened there in the past. And that, essentially, the Overlook does not want them to leave. So, Jack sabotages the snowmobile and goes back and just tells Wendy that, you know, it doesn't work and they can't leave. So, it's now after Thanksgiving and Danny is playing outside alone when he starts to feel like he's not alone. And he starts to hear leaves rustling. So, then he noticed that snow has fallen off of the hedgehog. And one of the lions is looking at him. Then they move. So Danny, you know, he slowly starts heading towards the porch of the overlook. And then when he turns around, the lion is five feet away from him. So then he breaks out in a run. And then Jack ends up finding Danny inside the overlook. And his pants and his socks are ripped open. And he has shallow scratches. And then Danny notices that the animals aren't close anymore. They're in their normal places. So Danny tells his parents about the animals and Jack makes Danny look at the animals and makes them realize like, hey, they have not moved at all. And Danny says that Jack knows what he's talking about because he saw them. But before he could really finish that sentence, Jack slaps danny jack apologizes for hitting him and wendy assures jack that a ranger will come and he wishes that she would ask him about the hedge animals so that he could confess that you know what i do know what he's talking about because i felt the same thing the family are then woken up by the elevator and they go to investigate wendy thinks she hears a party and then she definitely hears voices on the elevator and Danny hears them too Jack's over here saying that he can't hear anything there's nothing playing there's there's nobody there's no voices there's no party but when it stops and the elevator opens Jack also is like oh well there's nothing in the elevator either it's just mechanical issues but when Wendy takes a look she sees confetti and a cat eye mask and she's like this is not mechanical issues so it's now December 1st and Danny explores the hotel ballroom and you know there's dancers emerging and it's it's full again it's like there was a normal party but when he turns around the room is empty. And Danny thinks that he is a key for the overlook. He then has a vision and he's pursued by a shadowy figure with a rogue mallet, and then he has another vision, and he sees Dick in a chef outfit, reminding him, you know, if you need anything, call me in Florida. And then Danny falls through the darkness with Tony, and Tony says that, you know what, I can't really come anymore. So then Danny lands in his room, and sees red rum flashing in the mirror, but then he sees it reflected twice, and instead of it staying red rum... It says murder, and the clock shows December 2nd. So before we recorded this um, part of the podcast, I literally called Keanu's like, so did you read it yet? Did you read it yet? Did you read it yet?
1: (laughs) She did, and I was like, no, I was almost done. And now I see why she was really wanting me to be done with it, because holy moly, there's a lot that goes on in this part
0: <laughs> there's an extremely a lot that goes on in that part and like things just red rum red rum Woo! red rum <laughs> red rum happens
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: not yet but red rum will happen according to Tony
1: and poor Tony y'all poor Tony And poor Danny, actually. Danny literally this whole time just went through it. Oh, yeah. And not just him, but his annoying little daddy, too.
0: Oh, yeah. And his mama.
1: Yeah, Wendy finally joined the um, hotel crew. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, gosh, this is not good.
1: More involved now. Mm Mhm. But you guys remember last episode? First and foremost, I think I said something. No, Asia and I were talking. Excuse me. And Asia was thinking that Jack may have some shine, and I was like, you know, you may be right. Well, this chapter four—that was our little hypothesis. Part four um, is our supporting evidence. (laughs)
0: because well, mm. that's not what my only hypothesis though because that's true. hypothesis could also be true it's like well, either Jack or Wendy have a little shine in them too or the overlook lets whoever they want to see stuff see stuff
1: that's true I don't know and
0: that's what I feel like is going on more so but also again at the same time it could be people with shine
1: I feel like What were you saying?
0: Or with a little bit of shine
1: I think Personally I think it supports my hypothesis where I feel like Jack does have it But he's never been in a situation In which triggers it like the hotel does Like you say But I feel like on the other hand Wendy doesn't but the hotel's revealing itself to her anyways due to her connections to Danny and Jack, especially since Danny is her child. I don't that's just me personally. But either way, shop, they need to go, but they're not gonna go because of Jack. <laughs> Let's just keep it 100.
0: Yeah, so to begin with, we do get a glimpse into Jack's past. Yes. We are introduced to his family, his mom, his dad, his siblings, which you know, up to this point, I don't even think it was ever revealed that he came from like um you know he had older siblings and stuff.
1: No, it just talked about his dad being an abusive person a little bit.
0: Yeah, take your medicine.
1: Mm-hmm. And y'all, Jack's home life—that <clears throat> does not sound good. I can tell you that.
0: It kind of does explain also a little bit of how he is today.
1: Well, yeah, you know you're talking a lot of
0: abusers have probably been abused.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a cycle.
0: Yeah, it's a cycle. And, you know, I do, I believe that if he wasn't, like, such a drunk, then he might not have been so abusive. But then again, I mean, he was probably drinking to forget all the trauma that he went through as a child.
1: And his dad was an alcoholic, too.
0: Yeah, his dad was an alcoholic, too. So it runs in the family. hmm And so, like, you know, he, he's only nine years old, and he sees his dad beat the brakes off of his mom.
1: Bro, at the dinner table?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was it like? Thanks. No, it wasn't even Thanksgiving. It was just a Sunday dinner. Yo! Beat the mess out of her. Her glasses were in the mashed potatoes and gravy and everything. Like His older brothers had to hold his dad back, in it and it took them a minute, because yeah he (laughs) He tried to go
0: after whenever like they stepped in he tried to I think hit what's his name Brett I believe Mm -hmm. and you know Brett was like nah fam and took it away from him yeah and like you know and then they go to the hospital where might I add his dad works uh huh and it's just like oh nah she fell down the stairs what
1: and the doctor was being sarcastic like Oh, and then how did her glasses end up in the mashed potatoes and gravy? But the thing is, like most abuse victims, they corroborate their abuser's story. And then his um oldest brother Brett, like Asia said, he dipped. He quit his job and went to the army.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? He went to the army and sadly he died there.
1: Yeah, which Jack was using his bloody shirt for protesting Vietnam, I think.
0: Yeah. He he protested Vietnam while he was in college. And then a little bit after that, I believe his dad died
1: at work ironically thank god <laughs> goodbye <laughs> not needed
0: adios ta-ta for forever
1: <laughs> <laughs> top, top. yeah and then it didn't really say what happened to his mom afterwards
0: it didn't say anything that happened to his mom or really his other two siblings
1: Hmm. exactly
0: because i was just it, like you know they're in such a tough spot right now you know why doesn't he reach out to them for help
1: they probably don't speak that's what i'm thinking Yeah,
0: that's why I'm just like, I just kind of want to know what happened to make them not speak.
1: Probably just everything and they just don't want to open up memories. Because you see how Jack acts, and Jack up until the age of like seven or so adored his dad and thought that his dad giving him the occasional black eye and beating him occasionally was okay.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: So, I was just like, wow, and then it's crazy how this all ties in to the radio, their only method, mind you, of communicating with the outside world Mm -hmm. was sitting here telling him to kill Wendy and Danny, sounding like his dad, and then he destroyed it. Yeah,
0: because it sounded like his dad. And I feel like the Overlook did that on purpose, like showed him that nightmare to... Mm -hmm kind of, like, instigate, like, old feelings and feelings of hatred and stuff, and then had his dad's voice playing through the radio. Like, I don't think that was a coincidence.
1: Oh, no. Because then it also serves a hotel because then that literally removes their biggest mode of communication with the outside world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the only thing that leaves is the snowmobile, which we will discuss shortly. Oh,
0: <laughs> we definitely will discuss that shortly. So... Yeah, and you know, <laughs> while you know, Jack and Wendy were asleep, you
1: know, Danny's over here getting strangled by bathtub lady. Just <laughs> strangling a five-year-old, because that's what we all strive to do in our lives, right?
0: Yeah. Strangling yeah. the
1: mess. And then, when they found out, yo, Wendy went off. She was like, what did you
0: do to him? She was like, don't
1: And I'm over here like, because we already know like Asia and Asia said it multiple times. Wendy literally does not care about her life as much as she does Danny. Like it even says in that part, she's more about sun preservation over self-preservation. Like she will do anything, even if she dies in the process, she will do anything in her power to save Danny, which I'm like, sis, skirt. But so she's over here accusing Jack of putting these marks on his neck. And then she was over here literally thinking, like, I could kill Jack. And I'm like, oh, hotel seeping in just a smidge right there, mama.
0: See, I'm not sure if that's the hotel or just her tired of the shit.
1: Cause like, I feel like it's both.
0: You know, I, I, back then, she was like, you heard Danny and you're fucking done.
1: That is true, because she was beating herself up about not going through with getting a divorce and, like, leaving him and all this. <laughs> only to find out, <gasps> oh man and then Danny because Danny was like in a state of shock and then after he gets out of the shock after Jack made him something disgusting like cooking sherry milk and sugar I don't know what that is that sounds disgusting I don't know why you would. Get... it sounds bad well, it's an old school remedy that's all
0: I'm gonna say there's you know there's a whole bunch of old school remedies that add you know stuff like sherry any type of alcohol in it
1: yeah of course Jack would know, <laughs> but <laughs> and it's just crazy how everything just happened so quick because then you know Jack had went to the bar and he thought that he saw bottles and he was having a conversation with the bar, you know the bartender that wasn't really there, and he was had like twenty martinis lined up. I said, like, What is going on? I know
0: I'm here talking but like low night. what's my credit?
1: I ain't got cash. And he's having a full blown discussion with Lloyd. That's the supposed person's name. But then he's surrounded by people in booths that he feels watching and staring at him. And then when Lloyd like disappears he turns around and realizes there was no one there in the first place. I said, oh, uh -uh." Mm uh-uh. I was like, oh, uh uh-uh. And then once Danny comes out of his shock, he goes straight to Jack and he's like shit. Yes, and Jack's over here looking at Wendy high-key smug because it makes it sound like Wendy did something to him now. And Jack is over here like, you know.
0: He, he was getting his kick out of that because yeah. he's like, you know, now the shoe on the other foot.
1: Exactly.
0: So he was just glad that um, she finally, I guess, kind of knew how it felt to be accused and actually not do something. Because, I mean, Wendy does accuse him a lot or think that he's doing something a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I will she- say that. I mean, he does mm-hmm. get blamed for a lot of stuff, even when it's not necessarily his fault.
1: And so for him, this was kind of like a ha-ha now look.
0: Yeah, but I also that think thing. it was very, very sweet how he did kind of go... Not, you know, like, actually say out of the way, but, you know, he's just like, you know, he knows how Wendy is, and he knew that, she, even though he was like, it was her, he never thought that it was Wendy.
1: He exactly.
0: Wendy would never put her hands on him like that.
1: Which goes back to what he was thinking about, the, you know, the, like, he literally said Wendy would set herself on fire before she ever hurt Danny.
0: Mm-hmm. So- and I was like, Yeah, that's why I was just like, oh, wow. And I also like how Danny does start saying, like, what he's seeing, essentially. Like, Jack and Wendy are just like, okay, look, son, we know you're special. What happened?
1: And he opens up, and you can tell, like, Danny is just speaking it and Wendy and Jack are looking at each other you know Wendy's like you're not making this up are you and he's like no and Jack and then Jack over here acting like everything's fine and dandy he's not telling the truth about what happened with those hedges
0: oh yes well we're not even
1: yeah yeah we'll get into that
0: yeah
1: (laughs) like and he's telling him everything about the room and then Jack's like oh I'm gonna go to the room what? What? I was like, you've got to be kidding me.
0: He, I mean, there's not supposed to be anyone else in the hotel, so if I know. there is someone. You know, he's not thinking. You know, it's actually like a ghost or something. Mm-hmm. But you know, whenever he is in the room, he's thinking about the scrapbook or the articles and stuff. And you know, was over here thinking about the Wallace kid. Mm-hmm. Like the wallace kid the uh wallace family where it was a suicidal wife with her young lover and how she you know killed herself mm-hmm. in the bathtub yeah and so you know he goes checks out the room he, the only thing he found odd was what that bath mat it was wet uh-huh but like everything else was dry
1: yeah and i was like
0: But he sees old girl.
1: Yeah. Until old girl turned into old boy. Yeah. But even before that, though, he did see her. and So, unlike Danny, he was able to get in the hallway. But here's the thing. He closed the door. And he literally heard and saw the doorknob turning like someone was trying to open the door. Yeah. And he was like oh it's in a hallucination i said if this man
0: <laughs> yeah like he saw someone well it was the bathroom it was like the curtain or whatever he sees her silhouette and you know he's like should i go check and he's like nah so he leaves the room he ends up going back into that room at some point later in the story i'm pretty sure yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah so the
0: first time he like goes nothing's there checks all around, nothing's there and is leaving and there's a silhouette all of a sudden and the curtains is moving.
1: And he said, I'm going to close this door.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's like over, and he knows he's scared because he's over here fumbling the key to lock it back up.
1: Mm-hmm. He sure was and then he lied to them again and said he didn't see nothing up there. I'm like, what is going on with this dude? He getting on my nerves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he is, is-
0: uh, but and then, after he gets done, he's like, man, you know, he's over here
1: like, man, I want to drink. Yeah, oh, yeah, he said he never wanted to drink as badly as he did right then, because oh. I was like, yeah, dude, because you know, you know, I, what I'm going to say is going to come up later, because it gets said later, too. And then, can we talk about, he was having some vivid imagery of killing Wendy. Oh, yeah. In his dream, so like, strangling her and her eyes coming out. I said, what this hotel is great this is making me feel like especially given what we know about the last keeper when it comes to the men it seems to affect them in such a violent way like whatever it is that goes on with them, they just get very violent
0: oh yeah i think it goes after the men because you know typically men are seen as stronger uh-huh So, you know, if it's over here, like, oh, let's possess the wife, you know, maybe the husband could knock her out easily and escape. Yeah. But if it's the husband, you know, women, especially in that time period, we're seen as weaker. And so, you know, they think like, oh, if their husband's coming after them, they can't do anything to stop them.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I feel
0: like that's why the um, hotel tends to go after these the men and the families and i also think that's why old dude all men wanted you know single guys to go stay in the hotel because i mean the hotel can't possess them and make them kill their whole family
1: right because there's nobody else to kill
0: exactly so like there's nothing you know there's nothing to gain from possessing them
1: which then makes you go which goes back to our early speculation you know our earlier speculations Omen knows what the hell will be going on in that hotel part of my french y'all but Omen knows what goes on in that hotel like seriously he cannot not and which is why he's so harped on making sure nothing comes out about the hotel in some kind of tell-all book like how jack was threatening to do
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know and it was even said Dick had told Danny at one point. Some other lady had said what had happened in that room. And she got fired. Because she was talking about it. Oh, y'all. This hotel. And then after that dream, have you noticed, this is the second time. It's like he's sleepwalking too. Jack is. He is?
0: Because he fell back asleep, right? And he woke up. Or what was his dream? What was his dream? Oh, never mind. He never went back to room 217. That's why I'm getting confused. He dreamt of room 217.
1: And he was in it, and he saw George.
0: Yeah, and in the bathtub, it was George with a knife, and when he woke up, standing over his son.
1: Naked. And because in his dream, he started beating George with, like, the mallet thing, but Mm -hmm. then George turned it actually into Danny. And then like you said, he woke up and he finds himself naked hovering over his son saying like no, no, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, um, I don't like this. <laughs> like I was like, I really do not like this. And I'm just like, that's crazy. Like, and they're all essentially at this point sleeping in the same room.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because you know, Danny's scared to stay by himself, and I can't really blame him.
1: I can't blame him. Wendy. We, Wendy wouldn't let him anyways. So, especially after what happened? No. Nah. Mm-hmm. And then, so, now we get to what I feel is the true influence, I want to say, that the hotel really has on Jack, bro. Because, you know, Wendy's talking about, well, we need to go. You know, we need that snowmobile. Can you go check on it? And Jack's reluctant. Reluctant tent excuse me he is he doesn't want to and i'm like okay but he goes out to the shed that it is and he instantaneously doesn't like it because to him it looks like a wasp which reminds him of everything that happened mm-hmm. and then he kind of start. he starts looking for things for the snowmobile he finds the spark plugs he puts those on but then he doesn't find the battery right off the head right off the um hitch there And he gets so excited.
0: Yeah, and then he finds it and he gets disappointed.
1: Disappointed? He gets downright irritated. Like, he's so like, "Uh, why did I even have to look there? If I wouldn't have looked there, I would have never had to put this together and we wouldn't have to leave. But it
0: doesn't matter, because guess what? He manipulates the snowmobile. He takes, what, the motor? He fucks up the motor? Yep. Yep.
1: And then it's crazy, too. Because then he comes into the realization that the hotel is messing with him and that Danny isn't the weakest link. It is actually him because he can be so easily manipulated by the hotel.
0: Mm -hmm. And he starts thinking, you know, well, he realizes that the hotel really wants Danny. Yeah, really wants Danny, but the hotel might want him and Wendy, too. Yeah, and that's why he manipulated the whole snowmobile.
1: And it was crazy, because b- right before he did that, he was over here thinking, like, maybe he does want to leave. I was like, but then you go and manipulate the only thing that can get y'all away from the hotel.
0: Exactly. That's why I was just like, you know what? I don't like him. <laughs> but I also can't blame him, because it is the hotel.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: The hotel is messing with all of them.
1: Like, it, is. it Mm-hmm.
0: It is, and we figure this more out later in this same part. I'm not speaking. Yeah, later in the same part.
1: Yeah, because it's like, you know how people's like, everybody fights their own demons, which is true. The hotel is the demon they're trying to fight, and baby, it is winning. <laughs> right now, hotel's winning, because then Jack, like, Danny, after the him messing up their only mode of escape at this point, Danny was, like, kind of weary around Jack, because, you know, he'll do his little he can kind of sense their feelings and thoughts but and he could sense jack was hiding something but at the same time he was wary because jack was just like watching him and he's like in his eyes danny saw that jack knew what he was trying to do and danny was like you know what i'm not gonna do that no more
0: exactly
1: (laughs) which is like "Mm." i'm like oh i was like so you try to act like you don't believe your son but you do i'll get back to that in a minute Oh, and yeah, so, I was
0: about to say, that's leading right into this next discussion,
1: honey. With Danny, gonna go play
0: the
1: hedge. My, poor baby boy. The fact he knows, and he clearly says he don't like the hotel. He tries to stay out of the shadows. You know, there's only certain places in which he goes, and so he's going to go play exactly in the hedges, even though he heard in his head the warning Dick gave him about not going out there around them. And he does, and he gets caught in like this, like concrete ring snow type thing. Basically, it's like a block of snow. And Asia, I don't know about you, but my heart dropped when Danny thought he was about to get suffocated in that snow.
0: My heart dropped when them things was chasing him.
1: Yeah, because the hedges started shaking off the snow. And Danny, and he's in his snowshoes, and he's trying, and he's crying. Because I've never been snowshoeing, but I've heard it's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And the hedges really almost got him. They did. Like, they scratched his leg. And it was so scary because he was, like, trying to get onto the porch because that's considered to him one of the safe zones. And he did, but his leg just barely made it. But one of the it might have been like the lion got yeah, him. It was
0: the lion, the lion was following him and it ended up scratching up his leg. And like there were tears in his pants and socks,
1: yeah. And he was just screaming,
0: I know. And and Jack slaps him because of this,
1: y'all. Full pledge slaps him because like he tells and the reason he slaps him this is for me this is when I knew I was like Jackie boy needs to die or go on somewhere because Danny tells him what happened. like but he's trying to stay calm because once again he's scared that they're gonna send him to a sanitarium and the thing is Jack is over here like basically like oh I don't believe you and Danny calls him out Oh yeah, he was like,
0: but you do know because you saw it, and before he can even finish that
1: sentence, slap. And I literally put the hotel has jacked down bad because it does. It
0: does.
1: (laughs) And Wendy loses like Wendy makes a noise, and then she's just she calls him a she calls him a name and takes Danny away. And this whole time afterwards, he's with Wendy. And Wendy's like, oh, you want me to apologize? I guess I will. Blah, blah, blah. As he, and I'm like, what is going on? And then he was saying, Oh, but if Wendy would have asked him if what Danny has was saying was true, he, he would have told the truth. And I was like, boy, bye. No, you wouldn't have, because you know how she is, and she's more concerned about Danny, honestly, than you. So you knew she probably would not ask. You knew that.
0: I think what we're seeing with that though is the struggle of him trying to break from the hotel. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he really wants to speak up and say something because, you know, he does know that Danny's telling the truth, but the hotel has such a hold on him. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're seeing that dynamic of him, like, kind of like one moment being like, oh, ask me and maybe I'll be able to tell her. Like, I really do want to tell her. But also kind of like the hotel doesn't want him to tell her.
1: Exactly. Like they're starting to lose hope slowly. Well, I don't think it's slowly at this point. No, it's not. And then the next part, y'all, I was like, all right, well, that's all the confirmation you need right there. (laughs) With the elevator.
0: Oh, yeah, over here. Oh, it's just a mechanical issue. Over here, confetti and a mask in the elevator.
1: Because Wendy loses her mind.
0: You know, she's like, you're telling me this is mechanical issues? Because
1: this, is, this is also the first time Wendy's truly seen the mess that's going on in the hotel. Because she starts hearing, as the elevator's going through its weird stuff, and Jack's doing whatever he's doing to the elevator, she and Danny start hearing stuff about basically a masquerade ball because that's the type of mask that they find is mask is masquerade mask Mm -hmm. and you know hearing about a party because Wendy's like a party I hear a party and she's over here like but there's no one here but us and the hotel's normally so quiet yeah and then she starts pulling out the streamers and stuff like Asia says and she confronts him like this is what you think is nothing a mechanical issue and once again, y'all, it just solidifies Jack at this point is basically just controlled by the hotel. Like, he's a lost cause. Yeah. he He's a lost cause. And there's really nothing. Jack's not going to help them. Like, he was telling Wendy beforehand, like, oh, we can wait for a ranger to come. And this, I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> no, you're not getting a ranger. The hotel has your husband. Okay, you're now the ex. The hotel is the new wifey. It's okay. I mean, it's a great way to put it. And The new wifey's trying to get rid of the old one.
0: She and
1: the is- show is because now y'all, I finally read the last chapter of the part like Angel wanted to be too. Mm-hmm. Danny is a child, as we all know. And one of the worst things about children is their curiosity. And Danny's curiosity, I feel like, fully unleashed the wrath of the hotel, in my opinion. What do you think, Asia? (laughs) That's just my opinion, but I
0: I guess so, yeah. But it was I was bound. I felt like it was bound to happen anyways. Oh yeah. You know, it's just, like, the hotel's probably just, like, okay, now's our time. Yeah. Because I feel like everything's starting to line up. Like, you know, all of them have essentially lost hope. So they're they their war down. You get what I'm saying now?
1: Yeah. Just like prisoners of war. That's the best time to make people start changing their thought processes. Pros, thought, thought processes nope. is when that they're... Is- right. How many times was I going to mess that up?
0: George Hatfield. Uh-
1: <laughs> call me the stutter queen just please don't hit me and give me a concussion please but that's the best way to convince people of other methods of things is when their resolve is gone
0: because
1: mm-hmm. theirs is because that um clock because at first i was like what is going on with this clock and then i said because mm, as soon as danny set that clock in midnight <sighs> that's when the craziness happened and then Mind you guys, it said at the beginning that this was the first day of December. Yep. And Tony comes to him, and Tony's like, because you see this figure with like these red eyes. It's like a shadowy, like figure. And Tony's like, the hotel and this figure and stuff is keeping me from you. It's keeping me from coming to you,
0: you know? I can't come anymore.
1: And then he disappears, but Tony, before he does, he's like, get dick call for him Mm -hmm. which that broke my heart and then the little shadowy figure basically says you know december 2nd red rum and danny finds out red rum is actually murder so supposedly a murder is supposed to happen december 2nd yeah and there's a countdown until it and it's just so sad because danny's like screaming for dick all the way down in florida
0: oh yeah
1: he's like dick please come please we need you and i'm like oh my gosh, it's heartbreaking it is i'm like danny is five he's five but the amount of stuff he realizes and knows like he knows the hotel wants him like this he's like oh this hotel wants me like well he knew it even back then with the snow incident like he knows if he fall like if he falls down or trips up or anything while he's in this hotel, the hotel's gonna snatch him up and never let him go.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And now Danny's like, well, I kind of sort of unleashed something. I don't necessarily know what. So he's trying to reach out to the only link in which he has. that may be able to help him, but at the same time, there's supposed to be a murder tomorrow. And, tomorrow, and there's only three living people in the hotel. So... Jackie Boy gonna be involved, y'all. Jackie Boy's the hotel's um, lap dog, so that much I can't say. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. We'll figure out what happens once we read part five. The oh, last part.
1: The last part up until the ending, until the sequel, which I am very intrigued because right now, my current hypothesis... You know, that's, Y'all, I'm thinking Jack and Wendy about to go bye-bye, at least. Jack and Wendy about to go off into the wind, like SZA said. <laughs> I just don't have any... Especially Jack, I have no hope. And Wendy, she's willing to sacrifice herself for Danny. so... yeah, I know she'd go. But Jack, I definitely feel like, yeah, Jack's resting place is gonna be the hotel. Hmm. But I could be wrong.
0: Mm-mm. Well, do you have anything else to add?
1: Don't go to hotels in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I-
0: out of time.
1: Okay, I don't care how pretty they are. And you're by yourself. And you're by yourself. Don't do that. Just don't go. You better go to that Hampton Inn. <laughs> go to that Hampton Inn. Don't go to these hotels in the middle of nowhere don't go to haunted hotels either period. don't do that mm no, you're always asking for trouble. you are <laughs> like they're haunted for a reason. Come on now so that was um all I had to say did you have anything else to say Aisha?
0: Oh no, I already know how this story is.
1: yeah, she does I do not so just know my reactions will probably be. Hilarious when we come back next week for part five because there's one thing I know how to do it is react to a good ending. <laughs> well, thank you guys as always for tuning in and listening to us.
0: Yes, please leave a rating or review wherever or whatever platform you listen on.
1: And as always, you can follow us on social media our Facebook and Instagrams, our Sisterhood Book Pod. And then you can reach us on Twitter at Sisterhood Book One. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week.